generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. sharing very quickly from a couple of passages we're talking about growing pains today growing pains look at somebody say you're growing uh, I didn't say just say to someone so look at somebody and say you are growing and so am I say you're growing and so am I and tell the person growing sometimes comes with pain yeah, that's the truth. Growing sometimes comes with pain. I'll talk about that shortly. But before we look at that, I want you to, be, to quickly go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians, I'm going to try to speak louder. I might even sound like I'm shouting because I don't want any audio issues, right? So 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and from verse 7 follow of course you can't watch you can't follow on the projector because this video is uh, being projected on the screen so get a bible look for your bible you know that it's important for us to read and i emphasize that over and over again at the garden of kings we're in a generation that is becoming increasingly biblically illiterate because people just hear things and interpret things through the filters of their own preferences or sociocultural context but we need to read the Bible so they can know what it actually says and then leave uh, from that premise. So here's what it says. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, in earthen vessels, fragile vessel, vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. He now says, we are hot-pressed on every side. You know, so many times we speak about the treasures in earthen vessels, the gifts of God on the inside of us, the mystery of Christ, the amazing things God has planned towards us, his thoughts that are thoughts of good and not of evil to give us a hope and a future. But we forget that right after he speaks about us having the treasure in earthen vessels, he said, we are hot-pressed. Not just on one side, but on every side. We are hot-pressed Financially, materially, maritally, emotionally, environmentally, politically, culturally, monically, right? Hot breast on every side. But it says we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We come to times in our lives where we can't really articulate what's going on, where we can't really define what's happening to us, where we can't really uh, be convincing and certain the logical explanation of what's happening, but it says we're never in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death. For Jesus' sake, the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. He's saying that whilst we are here on this earth, the key thing is the consistent expression of the life of Jesus Christ, regardless of the pain and the pressure that we feel. Okay? It says, so this is the issue, that death is working in us, but life is working in you. Who are the also speaking to? He's speaking about the leaders, speaking about the pastors, speaking about those that have been 
given the responsibility to minister to others. But what is also true is that if you're a believer being used by God, if you're a believer in the hands of God and you say, Lord, use me, use me to touch my generation, Lord, use me to transform the world, Lord, use me as a kingdom influencer, for life to work in those that God has sent you to, a dimension of death has to work in you. And that's the principle of God, except the grain that would fall to the ground and dies, it abides alone. Look at somebody say growing pains. The pains associated with growing. But it doesn't end there. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man has been renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Somebody says, but for a moment. Somebody say louder, it's but for a moment. The pain you feel, the struggle you're going through, the tension in your body, the crisis in your family, the breakdown in your finances, the uncertainty you feel when you think about the future. The word says it's for a moment and is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things that are seen, but are the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Somebody say amen to that. God, I just thank you so much for the privilege of your presence and the ability to connect with your people, regardless of the distance in time and space. We thank you for alignment in the spirit. We thank you for unity, O oh God. And in this moment, we receive your wisdom, your strength, encouragement, hope, life, vitality, strength, and power to be able to embrace the full grace of your word. And that for everybody who's going through pain and pressure in this moment, let there be a release of new strength dreams of life to refresh them to strengthen them and to position them on purpose for the next dimension of your work in their lives who receive this as individuals who receive this as kings in jesus name we have prayed amen come on somebody shout a louder amen to that shout a louder amen come on all right, for time's sake, I'm going to just spend the next 10 to 12, 15 minutes, therefore, uh, from now, breaking down some things regarding growing pains. And one of the things I just want to start with is this, is that pain is a part of the human experience. As long as you're human, you're going to feel pain at some point or the other. You will never be too spiritual to feel pain. You will never be too intelligent to feel pain. You will never be too beautiful, too handsome to feel pain. You will never be too rich, too charismatic to feel pain. You will never be too uh, intellectually stimulated or mentally sophisticated or emotionally out of this world to feel pain. Jesus came into the world. The Bible says uh, the word became flesh and was shed amongst us. When Jesus came into the world, he felt pain. The Bible makes it very clear to us that when he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, that he began to say, God, if it's your will, let this cup pass me by. In other words, if there's another way around this cross, I'm going to take it right now. But as he began to pray and his heart was burdened, he began to feel pain. And the word says that he's, he began to sweat and that his sweat became like drops of blood or droplets of blood. He felt pain. Look at somebody beside you say, ah, you will feel pain. 
Now, I don't mean you're, you're the one who's going to inflict the pain on them. But things will happen in life. Circumstances will show up. Disappointments will happen. Heartbreaks will uh, be a part of the sum of our stories. In fact, I, get, I think virtually all of our stories in different ways. And pain is a part of the human experience. Now, the question is, why does pain happen? There are two major reasons why pain could happen. Number one, pain could happen as a result of our human frailty and our vulnerability ability to other people and to the powers of darkness. So that's number one. Pain can be a result of my own carelessness. If I'm driving and not concentrating, maybe I'm on my phone or I'm looking at a chick down the road, a girl by the roadside, I can get involved in an accident and it causes pain. Or the enemy can attack me in an area where he knows I'm vulnerable and it causes pain. I can make some stupid decisions uh, that will cause me pain. I can go through uh, an issue that was unnecessary and then causes me pain. People told me, don't marry that girl. Don't hang out with that boy. Don't go to that place. Don't study that course. But I felt, you know what? It's my life. It's my life, right? And then because I felt it was my life, like Dr. Altman sang, I endure the consequences. Why? Because this is the truth about life. You have a choice of sequences, but not a choice of consequences. In other words, you can choose what you do, but you can't always choose what happens to you as a result of what you do. So sometimes the pain in our lives is not God. It's the pain in our lives is, uh, is unnecessary. The pain in our lives is something that was self-inflicted. And we must be honest with ourselves to say, I'm going through this pain because of this and that. Maybe I didn't study well enough. And so there is the pain of an extra year. Maybe I didn't do my due diligence well enough. So there's the pain of emotional abuse in my relationship. Maybe I didn't uh, pay attention to what God was saying. My disobedience was causing me pain. That's one uh, dimension of pain. Now, the second way in which pain comes is that pain can come as a result of my resistance to the leading of God or the development of my character by the Spirit of God. Pain can come because God is involved in my life. So not all pain in my life is a function of my carelessness, my wickedness, my ego, my pride, my sense of self. Some pains in my life are a result of God being involved in my life. Whenever God allows pain in my life, it's not because it's trying to destroy me. It's because it's trying to develop me. Whenever God allows pain in my life, it's not because it's trying to ruin or wreck me. It's because it's trying to refine me. Whenever God allows pain in my life, it's not because it's trying to punish me. It's because it's trying to polish me. Whenever God allows pain in my life, it's not trying to eliminate me. It's trying to elevate me. It's not trying to pulverize me. It's trying to propel me. Whenever God allows pain in my life, it's because... There is something that he wants to do. So let me give you three major things about pain, about growing pains. Number one, realize that pain is necessary. Somebody say pain is necessary. First Peter chapter 4, 12 to 16, here's what it says. It says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. As though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you. 
for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part is blaspheming, on your part is glorified, but let, let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a busybody in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. It says if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. In the text that we read earlier, he says that the pain is working for us. So pain can be necessary. Now, in the book of Galatians, there is something that Paul says to the Galatian church, chapter 4. We're going to read from verse 1. Now, I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all, but he is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. So, the, the person who will inherit great things, the one... Who is going to grow into the fullness of God's agenda, the fullness of God's plan? He will be subject to certain things. And you know, subjection is not very easy. Subjection means that I have to be vulnerable. Subjection means that some of my preferences will not flow or will not be permitted. Subjection means that I'm waiting on the Lord or somebody else to be able to do certain things that I think I'm ready to do, that I think I'm gifted to do, that I think I'm prepared to do now the book of hebrews says that the father chastises the son that he loves so pain is necessary somebody look at your neighbor say pain is necessary all right now let's use the example of your your body right so let's say you're going to the gym and you want six pack <laughs> i have some packs i don't know if they're up to six right um but some people who are gym rats who are really really into the whole fitness fam thing so you go to the gym and you start maybe lifting dumbbells or run on the treadmill or you start doing some push-ups, which I started doing again, by the way. And you're doing that, you're doing that. After a while, let's say you're doing push-ups and you get to maybe like 70 or 80. You know what happens? Sometimes you start feeling the pain. What is happening there is that your muscles are being stretched to another level. So the pain in your life is not proof that God is not involved. Sometimes the pain is actually proof that God is more involved than you realize. And so you can't afford to be distracted by the pain. You have to be instructed by the presence of the pain. That means you allow the pain be a reminder to you that this pain is necessary. Let me use another example for those who are not gym rats. Have you ever grown a tooth before? Like a new tooth, of course, everybody has, right? <laughs> and so what happens is when you're growing that tooth, there's some discomfort, there's some pain there. Growth oftentimes comes with pain, so pain is necessary. Now, what makes pain necessary, let's say, in our lives as believers now, is that when we go through pain, you know what happens? We become humbler, or more humble, as the case may be. Pain is a reminder that we're not always in control of everything that happens to us. Pain is a reminder that we don't always have it together. Pain can also be a reminder that I still need God. And that's why as you go through life, you will defeat some pains. In other words, you outgrow some pains, but pain will still wait for you at another junction. <laughs> So there's a pain of singleness, there's a pain that comes in marriage. There's a pain that comes by being a mother, having to wake up early, take care of the children, being a father, working hard, going through all of that. And so don't see the face of your life as an error, right? Don't go like, I'm going through so much pain in, in this phase of my life, so 
there, there's something wrong with this phase. No, it could be a sign that God is saying to you, there are things that you must learn in this phase that will make you better prepared for the next phase you've been praying for. And sometimes in our lives, the key to the next level is not the prayer. It is the process that we must go through. And therefore, watch this, that the prayer in itself is not bad, but the prayer must prepare our hearts for the process. That's why Jesus was praying. Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. It was not the prayer that brought us salvation. It was the prayer that strengthened him to be able to go through the process of crucifixion that brought us salvation. Did somebody just get that? Come on, somebody put your hands together and glorify God for the power, for the process. Come on, put your hands together right now. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah? It was not the prayer that brought us salvation. It was the process of his death. And he had to go through that pain. So pain is necessary. We see that in the life of Jesus Christ. We see that in the life of Paul. We're seeing it in your own life. The pain is necessary. Number two is this. Please also understand that pain is temporary. So number one, pain is necessary. Number two, pain is temporary. So you might be going through hell in your life right now, going through all kinds of crises and issues and difficulties and stress and strain. And you're wondering, how will this work out? How will this pan out? How will this, how will things turn out for me eventually? I want you to please understand this, that that thing you're going through, that pain you're going through will not last always. Look at somebody say, it's temporary. It's temporary. Makato Zalabaya. That pain you're going through will not last always. You remember the time you had the toothache and the pain was so intense. You felt this is the end of my life. You thought you would never come through it. Maybe you had a heartbreak when you were 22 and now you're 25. Three years later, you can look back at that time and say, thank God I didn't end up with that joker. Thank God I didn't end up with that girl. She would have ruined my life. This pain you're going through will not last always. I feel a bridge coming on. Look at yourself like this. I said, damn it, Lola, Olu, I tell you, but this pain is temporary. This pain is temporary. The pain of jumping the bus and being abused on the bus and being saturated by the smell coming out from the armpit of the conductor. Come on, somebody. That pain is temporary. The pain of stress and strain and pressure from work and a cantankerous boss and difficult colleagues and unrealistic subordinates. Come on, somebody. That pain is temporary. It will not always be there. Jesus went through the pain of the cross, but he only went through the pain of the cross on Friday. The Bible makes it clear to us that on the third day, he rose from the grave. Romans 8 says that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in your mortal body, dwells in you, and is going to revive. He's going to raise your mortal body. I prophesy over everybody who's been going through pain. I release hope into your heart. I release encouragement into your spirit. I release definition and equipment into you right now. You're not going to die in that pain. You're not going to die in that distress. You're not dying in that failure. You are rising out of it in the name of Jesus. If you don't believe it, say nothing. If you believe it, go to three people and slap them a pound, burning, blister inducing, eye reddening high five and tell them this pain is temporary. It does not matter what the hell, what hell is throwing against you. It does not matter what fears are rising around you. It does not matter what storms are tossing and turning. It does not matter what billows are bellowing at you. I come to tell you, this pain you're going through is temporary. It's temporary. The word says that after you have suffered for a while, that God himself 
is going to establish you. Somebody is coming into a season of establishment. Somebody is coming into a time of exceptional confirmation. And number three, I want to tell you is this. Number one is this, the pain is necessary. Number two, pain is temporary. But number three is so powerful. Pain is rewarding. For the believer, pain is not a waste of time. God is not going to waste your life, waste your emotions, waste your time, waste everything you've been through. God is not going to allow your life wither away. He's not going to watch you whine and pine and then it's all for nothing. This pain is going to develop in you character. It's bringing out of you joy. Think about it like this, like an olive fruit. That when that olive fruit is crushed, when there is pressure on that fruit, what happens is the oil in the olives begin to flow. When God allows a crushing in your life is because the air, there's oil, there's a new anointing, there is a flow of something deep seated within you that will begin to flow yet again. I prophesy over everybody who's been going through a dry season and a distressing test and some upheaval in your life that is seeking to uproot you. I proclaim that that cycle is broken in the name of Jesus Christ and that the oil of God on the inside of you begins the fine expression. The oil of joy begins to swim. The oil of glory, the oil of gladness, the oil of a new season begins to flow out of you. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, my oil is flowing. This pain is bringing growth. This pain is bringing character. This pain is bringing joy. This pain is bringing a new level of sensitivity to other people. This pain I'm going through is helping me become all that God has called me to be. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's not for nothing. It's for something. It's for something. So remember, pain is necessary. Pain is temporary. And number three, pain is rewarding. For every tear you shed over that issue, you will see the growth in your life. You will see something that could not have happened in any other way. That would not have happened in any other way. The Lord is bringing you out of that space. Bringing you out of that dilemma, that issue, that circumstance in the name of Jesus Christ. I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you flood this house with joy and strength and faith and life and vitality. And I pray that for somebody who's growing through pain, that in the season they will see the curriculum of the spirit. They will see your course outline and they will recognize the things that they must change and adjust. Let them know, let us know, God, that the pain we feel is part of your structural adjustment program. It's part of your course correction plan and design for us. In the name of Jesus, I speak life into every life. I speak hope and strength. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Salvation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.